Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Hello, Dolphin fans. Yes, that's right. We're back with yet another season of previews and reviews of your Miami Dolphins. Each week, we will discuss the upcoming game, analyzing the opponent, and then follow every game with a review show with all the highs and lows of the game. This season looks to be one of the most exciting seasons we have had in a good while, and we are really, truly excited to be there every step of the way. So please look for us and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please feel free to leave comments after each show as we truly appreciate any feedback. Now let's kick off this week's show. And it's another FinFans podcast. I'm here today with uh, Chris and Louis Rigoni. How are you, Chris? Uh, I've had better days, but on to New England. On to New England, huh? You know, you know what bugs me, guys? People are calling us a fraud, and I, I think that's ridiculous, you know? We have gone out there and uh, proven that we're a decent football team. We may not be the best team in the league, but we're definitely a good football team. And uh, especially on offense. I mean, they are they are exciting on offense. Now, okay, some teams have shut us down. That's football. But uh, to say that we're a fraud or, or we haven't played anybody and all this other nonsense, it's BS. Yeah. They play the schedule they get. Exactly. And what's funny, too, about that is people forget to look at the factors that go into certain games. Like, for instance, in this past game against Philly, we're missing three offensive linemen. But you see the Niners, what happened to them the other night when they were missing Trent Williams, their left tackle. Purdy looks a lot different. And then not even that. You look back the week before Philly. Lane Johnson went out in that Jets game yep. and Hertz was running for his life through three picks. So it's 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 all subjective. I mean, I guess because we're getting so much hype when we're blowing out these teams that every time we get this hype, the media tries to build us up and then they try to break us down. But yep. you look at the teams we lost to compared to some of these other top tier teams, like even the 49ers, again, the last two weeks, they didn't. They didn't lose to good teams. They lost to the Vikings without Jefferson. And then the week before, they lost to um, the Browns with their third-string quarterback in. So it's just funny how, how the media works. But well, it's, not really- just the, it's not just the media. I mean, it's it's fans, you know, yeah. our fans and you know opposing fans. But uh, as uh-huh. far as I'm concerned, there's a lot of season left to go. And this team is going to improve, especially on defense, because they've got guys coming back. 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think people just need to relax and let the season play out before they start calling teams a fraud. That, to mm -hmm. me, is something you do at the end of the season, you know, not, not uh, seven games in. For sure. Yeah, you look, look, look around the NFL, right? At the top teams uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, their top-ranked teams, Miami, San Francisco, Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, Buffalo's lost two four weeks three. in a row now, yep. right? They're four yep. and three. We're yep. five and two. Right. San Francisco's five and two. I mean, you know, that's just the way the NFL is. Very competitive. I mean, nobody in their right mind thought that Buffalo was losing in New England last week, right? San Francisco losing. Chargers, Tennessee, both with two wins. I mean, you know, you can do this all day. It goes on and on and yeah. on. I mean, you know, the bottom line is, is that, you know, in the NFL, you got to get the W's. And I don't care how you do it. And my, what Miami did on that given week against Denver was they set – the bar very very high right yeah so going going forward everybody's like wow this team is like this is the real deal look at this offense they're you know they're up and down the field and then we came back down the reality a little bit right we played sure. two below average teams really bad teams you know the giants with a backup quarterback carolina basically with a backup quarterback right no, Carolina uh, or a rookie. Had starter. Yeah, you yeah, they had their. I, I should have said rookie starter. The bottom, the bottom line is this: is that you know we set we set the bar high. We came back down to earth. We still won those games by a couple of touchdowns, and then of course you know we went into Philly, and I thought we played a pretty decent game, as Chris mentioned, under the circumstances. A lot of injuries. A lot of things did not go our way. You know, some of them are fault. Some of us, you know, some of them circumstance, referee yep. calls, so on and so forth. And we were still competitive. So, you know, to call us a fraud is, you know, is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I saw the, the uh, what's his name? The guy that's on with Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless. Steve. Oh, well, Skip Bayless was Skip his Bayless old Skip Bayless was talking all, all kinds of shit. I didn't see any of the... Um, uh, what's what? What is his name, Chris? You just mentioned him, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith. Smith. I didn't see any of his comments, but Skip Bale is called little. He called him little little Tua, you uh -huh. know, in 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 his whole rant. But you know, just look at everything in perspective. It's one week. It was an out of conference game, and you know we're still at five wins, and literally. You know, if we win this week, we're right back, you know, to six and two looking good going into the second half of the season. Right. So At, right now we're two and a half point underdogs to uh, KC and we're seven and a half point favorites over the Raiders. Hmm. Right. And well, what about this week, Mike? Nine and a half point favorite. Right. And that may have, they may have gone down a little bit, but I think that's where it started anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a big spread against a team that just beat Buffalo, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a big spread. So, you know, we're still – Vegas still likes us. Um, our own fans may not like us as much as they did a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got a lot of teams all fighting for the same thing. You're, you know, they're going to do their part. We're going to do our part. And, you know, the better team is going to win on Sunday most of the time. And that's what happened last Sunday. I mean, yeah. It's okay to admit that Philly's a better team. <laughs> you know what, Mike? What's been funny about this season? I mean, you know, we're seven weeks into the season, and 
you know, that is true most of the time. The better team usually wins. But I will I will say this. This season, more than any other season up to this point, upsets. There has been a ton. A ton of upsets. I mean, well, we we kind of covered that, you know, when we when we said uh, the teams that are two and two and four, you know, week in and week out yeah. in the suicide pool, you know, for the page, Mike. There's eleven people left after seven weeks out of that's 70, crazy yeah. out of seventy five. Sixty four people are already out of the mix. So that tells you a lot, you know. I mean, that's you know, you got to pick one game every week. And we have lost, you know, ninety percent of the uh, the people in it, you know, after just six, seven weeks. So that tells you how many upsets there have been. Yeah, right. I was out after the first week. <laughs> yep. So was so was uh, Vicky, Chris. So anyway, mm-hmm. what else we got, Mike? Yeah, no well, frauds on this. You know, well, on we got Nick team. Needham coming back. Yeah, positive. Right. Ramsey right behind them. Yeah, joining so. the choo choo train. As back, I said, the defense the is going to get better. So that's something to look forward to. And hopefully we get Armstead back before too long because uh, the offensive line needs reinforcements. They yeah. do. Connor Williams, we yep. need back. Yep. You know, um, X-Man, we need back. We need A-Chan back. I mean, yes. you know, we look at all these other guys and A-Chan is dynamic. Um, you know, these are all factors because, you know, Ahmed – and um, Jeff Wilson, they're good football players, but A-Chan is, is uh, he's another shown level. that he's special. Yeah, another level. He's, he's special. So, Mostert hasn't done a bad job, though. No, I didn't say Mostert, Mike. I said Wilson and yeah, Ahmed. Mostert is fine. Mostert's fine. Yeah. He's great. He had a good second half last week. He was running the ball well. Yep, yep. You know, he just yeah, got no those, blocking. Yeah, those quick in the pitches, first he was just getting blown up. Oh, my God. He didn't even have an opportunity Austin to Austin Jackson on that right side was just... Cock-a-doodoo. I yeah, I don't know how he graded out, but from just the naked eye, those two... I think we ran that quick pitch twice. He didn't grade out well, Chris. Yeah, I'm, on those two quick pitches, I mean, Mostert was getting hit five yards in the backfield without yep. even, you know... Every game this week... I mean, this season, Mike, me and Mike go over the grades on Monday. And every single week, Austin Jackson is the lowest graded offensive lineman we have, period. Now, Lester Cotton, obviously, <laughs> was worse in the half that he played or as much as he played this past week. All right. What we're going to do is we're going to take a step back for just a couple minutes, and we'll be right back. All right. So, uh Chris, uh, you want to talk about the uh, Patriots' defense versus the Dolphins' offense? Yep. Um, I think the way to attack this defense, their front seven isn't as good, especially without Matthew Judon, who's probably their top defensive yeah. player. Yeah. So I think, I mean, or I'd hope to see us run the ball a lot more, get that running game going again, because last week it was non-existent. Uh, hopefully, we get our center Connor Williams back in there. They had a Christian Gonzalez go down too for the season. So their secondary's hurting a little bit, but they still have a pretty solid secondary. I really like their strong safety, Kyle Duggar. He's a ball uh-huh. player. Yep. Jabril Peppers, who they picked up in free agency this year, has been making plays from what I've seen. Peppers ranks uh, sixth of uh, 84. Yep. I mean, he's he's definitely been a solid pickup for them, and this defense is definitely stout. I mean, they've lost two of their best players, and they're still coming out and playing good ball. 
So I think we go run heavy, and then that sets up the play action. And um, one thing I want to see Tua do more is, I know you guys talked about it a little bit on the last podcast, but it seems like Tua tends to lock in on Tyree Kill a lot. And I want to see the ball get spread around a little bit more because there's got to be guys. I mean, they can't. They're double teaming Tyreek and double teaming Waddle. There's always got to be people open. So maybe we see um, Engle get involved a little bit more or Smythe get involved a little bit more. And it was good to see Claypool, even though it was only for a handful of plays last week, he was in there on jet sweeps blocking and stuff. So maybe we get Claypool a little bit more involved this week. Yeah. Uh, if you look at their corners and our receivers, I mean, that's definitely an advantage that we have. Yeah. Um, you know, I am worried about Eichenberg if he has to play center again because that was ugly. Yeah, or even if they move him to left guard, I'm not really not really thrilled about that either. So yeah. that's going to be interesting to see how the injury report plays out this week and who ends up starting on that offensive line for us. But I think that's going to tell a lot to how we – come out against this New England defense because you know Belichick I mean <laughs> I mean I'm sure he doesn't pay attention to the media too much but I know nah. he hears that Tua 5-0 and or Tua's undefeated against Belichick so yeah. you know he's gonna I mean they defended us pretty well last game but I mean I think they do guys I think are they're, gonna, they're a little weaker now I think on yeah defense. yeah they're a little bit weaker and yeah. I know Tua and the rest of the offense has some game film from the last last matchup so yeah, their their defense, you know, which is not a Belichick type defense up to this point, guys. I mean, seven games they have a total of five turnovers. They have three interceptions, two fumble recoveries. That's not a Belichick type defense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, five turnovers through seven games, not yep. a lot. Sacks, not good. Um, they they have a total for the season of thirteen quarterback sacks through seven games that's about you know that's less than two per game yep so they're doing a lot of things that aren't typical of a belichick type defense um and it's simply because they're not as good as what they've been over the past few years i mean their record your record is what it is right i mean there's a reason behind it they're two and five they did come off a big win against the Buffalo Bills last week. But this isn't the same type of defense that we have seen in years past. You know, creating turnovers, getting to the quarterback, uh, making big plays, turning games around. You know, I think this is a situation where the Patriots are coming into a buzzsaw here, you know, in regard to our offense. I think Tyreek Hill has a lot to prove this week. I, you know, I think he feels he let the team down, and I think they're kind of going to come out with a lot of energy at home against this Patriots. Oh, I team. would think so too. And um, you know, let's just hope that uh, you know McDaniel does get a lot of other guys involved, and Tua does. You know, I think it falls on you know the, the game plan first, and then of course Tua recognizing what he has in front of him. And if, in fact, that happens, uh, the Patriots are going to be in for a long day in regard to going up against our offense this week. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I I look at the matchups, and uh, like I said, our receivers over their corners is definitely an advantage. Now the question is, what does Belichick do to stop Hill? Right. I mean, you know he's going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at him, Mike. Yep. You know, that's that's what I meant by the fact that McDaniel's going to have to get a little bit creative. 
I personally don't want them coming out there and trying to, you know, play into the Patriots' hands because I think they are, you know, they are shorthanded, as Chris mentioned, at a few different positions. And, you know, I don't want them to come out in the base offense. I want them spread out. I want them to have to deal with a guy like Berrios in the slot. And I want them to have to deal with A-Chain and Moster catching the football. You know, you do that and the Patriots just don't have enough personnel on the field right now due to those injuries to, to, you know, to keep up with our offense. So, you know, I want them to, you know, put a lot of pressure on them as far as, you know, trying to play from behind. Their offense, um, you know, which we'll talk about in a minute, is not capable of keeping up with us. I think if we get to 24 points, you know, the Patriots are going to have a very, very hard time, you know, um, putting up more than that. You know, I had they've only scored over 20 points, I think, once this whole season, and that was last week. Yep. Lewis, I don't know if I would spread out because I think if you do that, you're putting more pressure on your tackles. And I don't think we want to do that to Jackson and the Lamb, do we? Well, I mean, what what's the option, Mike? You know, you go under center with Tua as we did against Philly. And, you know, you try to run the football. I think that plays into their strength, number one. Number two, you know, again, I, I didn't see anything last week that, that would show you, and Philly's got a much better defense, sure. the fact that we're not capable of getting guys down the field quick enough to get the ball down the field. Um, you know, you don't have to throw the ball 15, 20 yards down the field to be successful. I think Barrios. And some of these guys running underneath patterns and throwing balls to the guy, you know, the running backs in the flat are going to just destroy them. You know, I don't think they have the ability to stop us. And then if you want to take some deep shots here and there, fine. You know, you go to a little bit better protection. You keep Mostert in the block, you know, in case they do, you know, they do blitz or they do beat one of our tackles. But, you know, it plays both ways, Mike. You know, with our tackles and with our guard situation now, you know, yeah. if you if you do, you know, line up in a you know a tight formation, you know, I think you're helping this team out in that circumstance. I really do. I think that, you know, the offensive line right now is gonna be challenged to even run the football. You know, we just keep losing guys and you just can't do it. I mean, there comes a point where, you know <laughs> There's diminishing returns. Exactly. And, you know, I think that our our speed and our finesse, that's the team we are, you know. And when we try to do things a little bit differently, you know, we saw what the outcome was early on in that Eagle game last week to where, you know, Austin Jackson, who's been a starter all year, um, you know, was getting blown up. You know, Mostert wasn't even able to make one cut. I mean, the guys were literally just blowing him up five yards behind the line of scrimmage. On our first two runs yeah, of the game. That was ugly. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it set the tone, so to speak, right? Yep, yep. You know, we're used to coming out and it's boom, 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 boom. You know, I don't want them to come out and, and pussyfoot around. I, you know, I, I said that on Monday. I'll say it again this week. You know, I want them to take it to the Patriots. You know, I want them to be aggressive. I want them to, you know, and I, that doesn't mean throwing, you know, 30, 40 yard bombs down the field and hoping that our offensive line holds up. I want them to do what they've been doing in games, you know, to where they're overly aggressive and not letting New England settle in. You yeah, know, you, them, you want a short, quick passing attack. Yeah, yeah. short, quick passing attack. And then once they start settling in, because, you know, again, Belichick's going to try and take the hill out of the game. There's no question about it. 
So McDaniel's got to be smart enough to say, hey, great, you know, you want to put three guys around them and you want to take him out of the game with double coverage at least on every play, great, we're going to go elsewhere with it. And, yep. and they have to be smart with the football. Agreed. Yeah, I, th- I want to see a little bit of mixture. What was weird for me watching that Eagles game was the type of formations that we came out in, in that first oh, yeah. half. I mean, we were running these – bunch where everybody's in the middle of the field and then trying to run right into their defense and it just made zero sense to me missing guys i mean i heard lou say it a little bit on the podcast from the or the review game and it was just like you're kind of just playing right into their hands i mean if we were going to run the ball my opinion was we should have spread them out and you know try to gash them but when you line up in a power formation against the front seven like that Yep. Missing all the guys that we were missing, it just didn't really make too much sense to me. But the good thing from that was we saw in the second half, you know, McDaniel started reverting back to what we were doing that made us successful up to this point. So, I mean, hopefully it's just a, a good mix because, I mean, the first half of last week was just kind of like head scratching for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we, we break it down simple. I mean, we, we want, you know, a quick passing attack, right? Yeah. But, you know. That may work for a while, but they're going to adjust in game. So exactly. how do we, how do yeah. we come off of that? You know, and that, that's what you have to figure out in mm-hmm. game. And people are saying McDaniel doesn't adjust, and I don't think that's totally true. I just think they don't always recognize the adjustments. Yeah, last year not so much, but I think he's definitely making improvements in that area. Yeah. Well, he did. You know, just just you know, the, the perfect example on Sunday. You know, Sunday night. I mean, he did make adjustments. And the offense did move the football. You know, it wasn't like the Eagles just totally dominated us and we were going three no, and out. We, you we know, were in that game until late in the third quarter and exactly. then things started got ugly. I mean, it, it's not like we have to completely change a game plan. We just don't. What we have to do is we have to be more diverse on offense. And, you know, I don't have a problem with Hill getting targeted. But 15 times when, you know, all the coverage is going, I mean, that's extreme to me. And, you know, if he got targeted eight times, you know, half of the time and Tua went elsewhere on given occasions, I think that you may have seen a different outcome in the game. And I'm not saying that that was the, you know, the, the reason we lost. There were a million reasons, but that definitely contributed to the loss because, you have to get other guys involved. There's Guys are showing that they're capable. Barrios has done it all year. Yeah, I don't think he's dropped a pass all year. If he you has, know, we, we get uh, Craycraft back this week. Yeah. yeah, and then you've got, you know, Cedric Wilson, who's actually made some big plays for us over the yeah. last month. So yeah. He had two great catches last week. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you can't target our running backs twice over the course of a four-quarter game. Can't do it. These guys are capable receivers. A med can catch the football. And um, Mostert, same thing. I mean, they've proven that this year. It's been successful. Go back to it. Move the ball all over the place. I love when Tua hits 10 different guys in a game. That's when you're going to win. You can't target one guy 15 times and you're running back I agree with you. I really do. But I I know why you throw to Hill. I mean, that's obvious. But uh, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. And when – when Tyreek's averaging eight yards of reception over the course of a game, Mike, you know, that says a lot. You know, yeah. we need those numbers up around 15. 
period. That means they were bottling him up. They had guys around them no matter where he went on the field. So what does that tell you? That means other guys are wide open somewhere. So let's get back to it. And hopefully they saw the film and they work on it and they come back and they basically attack New England in a different manner. All right, Lewis, how do you think we uh, defend their offense? (laughs) Their offense, Mike. (laughs) New England's (laughs) New England's offense. It's comical. I mean, you know, and you know, I I hate to be, you know, that extreme, but you know, I love to see it because, you know, back in the day when Brady was coming into town and you had guys like Edelman and, you know, Gronkowski just you know, you had so many things to worry about. Well, you look at this offense. Now you've got Kasicki. <laughs> yeah, now you got Kosicki. I'll get to that, Mike. Okay, you just come on. You jump in the gun there, buddy. Mac Jones. Let's start at the quarterback position. Obviously, very important. Okay, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, quarterback rating of eighty-one point eight. He averages two hundred and eleven yards in this day and age of NFL football. Two hundred and eleven yards passing yards per game. Not good, guys. Not good. Uh, His completion percentage, 66.7. Not bad, but it's a lot of dink and dunks. That's what they did against us last time. I expect them to do much of the same. He's been sacked only 13 times, and that has a lot to do with the fact that they do, you know, do a lot of short passes. They don't really look down the field an awful lot. Well, who's going to get down the field other than Bourne? Mike, you jump in the gun again, and that's twice, okay? (laughs) Now, let's go to the running game, okay? You've got Stevenson averaging 3.1 carries a game. Now, we know Patriot... 3.1 yards. 3.1 yards per carry, okay? 38.3 yards a game he is averaging. That is anemic for a New England... Patriot offense. They're not doing good. I don't know if it's the offensive line. I don't know what it is. Zeke Elliott, who they brought on. Their offensive line is comparable to ours. 3.7 yards per carry. He's averaging 32 yards a game. So their two top running backs are averaging roughly 70 yards a game rushing. This is not a New England Patriot team like we've seen in years past on both sides of the football. Now we'll go to the receiving court. And even out of the backfield, guys, catching the football for these running backs, you know, Stevenson has 23 receptions for the year, which isn't a bad number, but he's only averaging about 20 yards a game pass catching the football. Mr. Gesicki, Mr. (laughs) Fink, who you mentioned, 17 receptions for the year, 149 yards, one touchdown, which came against Buffalo last week which we were happy about, right? Ecstatic. Ecstatic, <laughs> right? He beat Buffalo. He did his little, what is that dance called, Chris? The gritty. That, the was, gritty. that was the highlight of my Sunday, seeing, worst, him, seeing him get, catch that game-winning touchdown against the Bills. That was yeah, great. The worst gritty in the NFL, they call it, right? <laughs> a, a bunch of different commentators have said it. We don't want to see him doing the gritty, and we don't want to see him – celebrating an eight-yard catch, shut his ass down. You know, get physical with him, take him out of the game, because it doesn't look like their better tight end, Hunter Henry, may even play this week. I know he's banged up. 
We'll find out more as the season, as the uh, week progresses. But, you know, as far as their receivers go, you know, Kendrick Bourne, their leading receiver with 34 receptions. He's averaging about 11 yards a catch, three touchdowns for the year. He's their leading receiver. Past him, you know, they've got a kid named Douglas who's not bad. Uh, Devontae Parker, I mean, non-existent in this offense. 14 catches through the six games he's played in. You know, they, they don't have a lot to offer. Juju Schuster, I believe, is hurt as well. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, he's a guy that they brought in that they felt would, you know, help their offense in quite, a, you know, in, in, in a good way. Um, but again, no speedsters here, no real threats down the field. I mean, you can put 11 guys, Mike, in the box to answer your question. And I think you just shut this team down. Every team's done it this year. Um, you know, other than Buffalo last week, I mean, but New England had a little bit of success against Buffalo's defense, but they were very much shorthanded. So, yeah. you know, our front should be able to handle these guys. Um, you know, the running game, I don't think is going to happen. I felt we did a great job last week, maybe one of our best games against the run last week. Mm-hmm. I think that you're going to see a lot more of that as well. As long as Long's on the field and, you know, out of the concussion protocol and he's playing the middle, I think he's – he's they're starting to get it a little bit, Mike, in regard to this Fangio defense. You know, the secondary without X-Man, this, this would be a good week, you know, for him to maybe rest up again uh, because I think that we can handle their receivers with or without X-Man on the field. So I don't have a problem with – the, the matchup here, I, I personally think that we're going to manhandle these guys. I really do, especially coming, after, coming off the loss on Sunday night. I agree with you. I, I do think they should sit Howard because you want him healthy for Kansas City if he can hopefully recover by then. Absolutely. Yeah, and the fact that Nickerson did such a good job um, last week filling in at that nickel position, you know, you may have need him back this week if he's active. You know, so that could be a plus. We, you know, that that's that's the interesting thing is that we just don't know how far. I mean, there's a possibility you may even see Ramsey. I mean, you don't know. You don't know how far along these guys are. You know, we may wake up Sunday and say, "Holy shit, we got Needham and Ramsey active." You know, or even one of them active. Um, and ready to rock and roll. And, you know, that's nothing but a positive. If yep. that, in fact, happens, that means that they're ready to play some football. So we'll see. Yep. You got a prediction? All right, guys, we're going to break for a few moments, and uh, we'll be right back. Uh, yeah, I do. I think that, um, you know, we're going to put some points up on this defense, and I think that their offense is going to struggle. And I see us winning this game. I mean, I don't care whether Belichick's coaching or not, guys. And I know they're coming off of a win last week. But if you go back to the couple weeks prior, they were losing 34. They were getting shut out. They got shut out, I think, two weeks in a row. I think they revert back to the team that they are. They're 2-5, and and I think we blow them out. I think this is like a 38-13 to game. Yep. 38-3, 38-3, to three, they uh, lost to Dallas, and then 34 yes. nothing they lost to the Saints. Yes, and the Saints, I mean, you know, 
You look at us, Mike, compared. Now, Dallas is, you know, they're, they're, they're a good football team, but they just annihilated them. I see something similar to that. I think they revert back. Um, Buffalo was shorthanded on defense, which led, you know, which led to a lot of things on offense. And Josh Allen just didn't play that well last week. The offense as a yeah. whole didn't. You know, I don't see Tua going out and playing that same type of game or the offense playing that same type of game. So my, my, uh, my prediction, 38-13. What's yours, Chris? I'm going to say 31-17. They're coming off their best game as an offense. I know you mentioned the Buffalo's defense was kind of banged up. But um, one thing we definitely have to worry about, too, is last week they threw to Ramondre Stevenson at six catches for 51 yards. Right. So we definitely got to – I mean, I agree with what you said, how we – how we should guard them. I mean, I'd, I'd stack everybody in the box and just blitz him all day. Because if we shut down the run and make them one-dimensional, like you said, I mean, they got DeMario Douglas, who's a little speedster who can get behind the defense. But other than that, for the most part, I mean, there's just not a lot that worries me. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say 31-17. to 17. I think we yep. bounce back. I mean, I don't think that we're going to put up 40 points on this defense because even though they have lost a few of their top players, as I mentioned, they're still a good defense and Bill Belichick still coaching them. So let's say 31 to 17. Yeah, I'm thinking 30 to 24, Miami. Hmm. Wow. Huh. 24, Mike. That's three touchdowns for the Patriots. Yeah. All right. That's the most they, uh, they they that's probably the, the the most touchdowns they would have scored all year. You don't have a lot of faith in our defense, do you? Well, I just think you know we're a little beat up. Uh, I don't know if Long is going to play uh, coming right. out of concussion protocol, and uh, you've got Apple at corner. You know, you've got uh, hobbled Howard at corner. You know, so I do think they can take advantage of that a little bit. Um, I think we're going to win. I think Kazeki is going to probably end up in the end zone once or twice <laughs> just because they want to rub it in our face. Well, they can try, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. One, one thing we didn't mention either is Holland is working through concussion protocol on Monday. Yeah. He came out and told the team that he was experiencing yep. concussion symptoms, which is kind of weird because they interviewed him after the game and asked him about that, and he said he felt fine, and the next morning he woke up, he reported that he's – um, he's having those symptoms. Yeah, because he so, actually came woke up back in the game. Yeah, yeah, he came back in the game, yeah. but I don't, I, I don't know if the stat is still true. But from what I read a couple of weeks ago, anybody who got concussed did is not play the, the yep, yeah, did exactly. not play the following week. So that is a little alarming. And I don't yeah. know if you heard when Mike said it, but we designated River Craycraft to return. So yes. That's, Which is great. That's yeah, that's huge because he definitely made a lot of plays up until when um when he got hurt. Who's not active, guys? You can't you have mean? you can't have ten receivers on the field. Well, so. if you got two guys in concussion protocol, they're not going to be active, right? No, 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 Mike. That that's on the defensive side. I'm talking think, about no. I'm talking about at the receiver position for us, right? Yes, we've I got. Th- I, I mean, I literally, we got I, eight guys healthy now. Yeah, you got to send Chosen back to the practice squad. I mean, I'd, I I would have liked to see more from him. But for the fact that, I mean, when I saw him on the field and on play, he's just not really giving a lot of effort on – I'd rather, much rather see a guy like Claypool who has a lot more upside. And he's a big dude. And we saw him coming down on those jet sweeps to lay blocks down. I mean, that, 
that's what we need. So, I mean, I think Chosen gets put back on the practice squad. And um, Well, you've got Hill. You've got Waddle. You've got Craycraft. You got Barrios. You got Cedric Wilson. You got Claypool. Yeah, <laughs> I think we run with six. I mean, is that, is that not the... That's six. Is there anybody that I'm forgetting? Um, chosen, you, yeah, you mentioned Chosen going back to the practice. He's got to be the so odd man out. I agree. That'd be the six guys. I mean, that that's pretty damn good receiving crew, guys, if I do say so. Absolutely. Yep. And then we may not even have to use one of those IR returns on Uzukama. Maybe you just let him sit out the rest of the year and, you know, hope for the yep. best for next year. That would be my plan as well. That's, that's another interesting thing. How many do we have, Mike? We have two left, right? Of guys who can come back. You get eight. So uh, I think we have. Well, we we will have two left once they activate the guys. So we know they're going to activate. Yeah. So that's that's definitely interesting to see how that plays out because yep. we still have. Um, we have a just chain, two more. A chains on the IR. Right, wins on the IR. Yep. Armstead's Armstead, on the IR. He'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Ramsey, they still have to designate yeah. too. So it's, I mean, it's going to add up to six when you're done. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Very so. good. All right, guys. Uh, oh, one more thing. We're yeah. wearing the throwbacks this week, fellas. Oh, so that, that is man. That's always fun at home. Yep. So that's definitely going to, I mean, I love the aqua and orange. I do not, guys, I love, I love our football team. But I'm not a fan of that whatever color you want to call it, that bluish. I'm with you. You know, I mean, yep. you know, as I was watching the game on Sunday night, I, I I literally, you know, turned to my wife and I said, man, do I miss the aqua and orange. Those colors just, they just blended they so well yeah, with the popped. white. I love the throwbacks. I, I'm i jacked up. My God, I, they get fired up in those uniforms. Too. Yeah, we're wearing yeah. the white jerseys with the white pants. Nice for the throwbacks. Yeah, so, I love it. I you know where that stadium's going to be fired up. Yeah, yep. we hate the Patriots, the Patsies. I can't <laughs> wait till we knock the. Well, we'll we'll talk on Monday, but let's go. I'm <laughs> yeah, fired exactly. up. You know, it's it's you know it's close. You know, but you're not playing, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it doesn't they're matter. fired up. I, I still get jacked up. You know, uh-huh. I mean, there's no way around it. I know. Like Buffalo, same thing. Jets, same thing. Doesn't yeah. change. So the Patriots, you know, Mike, I, I you know. Belichick. I, it's not only Belichick, it's Mac Jones. I don't yeah, like him. He, he's a he's bit a punky, cocky, isn't he? like yep. he's dirty. He's you know, yep. I hope they knock his face in the ground at least a few times. You know? Yep. I just don't like Josh Allen. You know, as much as I hate him when he plays us, he doesn't bother uh, right. me. No, I like I like I like the person. I like I Josh. Dis- Allen. I disagree. Yeah. I hate Josh Allen. Do you? Why? Him and, you know, I hate him when we play. He's just the cocky. Person. But see, you know, because he, he did is, that so little Wilkins, where he grabbed I, his chin. But yeah. at the same time, we were wearing shirts that were taunting him the week before, and I just exactly. didn't. I He's did not understand that. Yeah, I did not understand that for a second. You don't give guys like that extra motivation to come you don't out. Throw yeah, wood I, on I agree the fire, with you. But, you know, uh-huh. yep. go out there and blow his ass up, and that's how that's how you do it. You know, the shirts and all that. That's all baby bullshit, as far as I'm concerned. I hate that stuff. I yep, like Josh you know? Allen when we're putting him in the ground and he's getting up. Frustrated well, and crying. Well, you know, <laughs> well, I like that too. But <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? One Dolphin fan doesn't like it. 
listen, when you go against the really good quarterbacks in the league and it's a challenge, I love that. I mean, when, when we're going into a game against Buffalo as compared to going against, you know, say the Giants with, with Tyrod Taylor quarterbacking, I mean, you got to get fired up about that. It gets you even more excited. And I mean, you know, that's why these games sell out. You know, this Patriot game, you know, people hate Belichick. People hate the Patriots. Dolphin fans detest them. Of course. So, you know, they're going to be fired up. It brings more energy to the table. And hopefully the players will feed off of that and, and just take it to their asses, you know? So, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's always a fun week whenever we – and whoa, when we play the Jets twice in the second half of the season, even to a bigger extent. Those are going to be tough games. Because I hate Patriot fans, but I hate <laughs> Jet fans even more. Absolutely. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. All right, em. guys. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. And yeah. – uh, talking some football and uh, we'll be back uh, after the game uh, until then fins up everybody fins up let's get the six and two fins up Dolphins. all right fin fans that's today's show i want to thank the dolphinstalk.com podcast network and the sports social podcast network check out these sites guys they've got articles and uh, podcasts which i think you'll enjoy all right Until next week, be well and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.